Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist, here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach, and trainer, Michael Lafito. Welcome back to another Luxury Specialist podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lafito, coming to you live. We have a special guest, but before we bring him on, just a reminder, any questions that you have about real estate, how's the market, uh, you have a suggested uh, guest that you'd like to nominate, you have a question about breaking into luxury, selling luxury, launching a luxury division, launching a specialist on your team that only focuses on luxury, reach out to me again. My email is going to be popping up on the screen. It's just simply Michael at Marketing Luxury Group, Michael at Marketing Luxury Group. And don't forget, if you're getting value from this, this episode or previous episodes, please leave us a like, leave us a review. Uh, again, we, we don't want to assume that you are uh, enjoying this or you'd like uh, various guests to, to be on or whatever it might be. Please uh, let us know. Shoot us an email, Michael at Marketing Lecture Group. And if you are getting value, leave us a review. We are so excited about today's guest. Uh, you know, we're talking about mindset. Here we are, early 2024. It's hard for me to say that. 2024, it's weird signing a check, 2024. It's early in 2024. Many of you have planned goals for this year, but I love picking the brain of athletes, former athletes. I just watched the documentary on Sylvester Stallone talking about how he refused to give up the script for Rocky when all these doubters, and and, and I love, and I watched that with, Hey, I want to, I, I, you can't get enough of people that are successful, whether they be in your profession or outside your profession, what are they doing? How are they battling the elements? How are they battling doubt, the mindset? And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, and again, if you guys have any questions, uh, feel free to type them. If those of you are watching the live, you can type them into the, the comment section. Otherwise, if you're listening to this, or watching this after the fact, as I mentioned, you can simply shoot me an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com. You'll see it on the screen right now. And don't forget, we have, this is, over, I think this is our 200, I want to say our 278th podcast. I want to say this is 278. You can go to luxurylistingpodcast.com or go to iTunes and Spotify to listen to other uh, other podcasts. And don't forget, we got some gear coming up. If you want your hoodies, you want t-shirts, swag, you can go to luxury listing, or excuse me, luxury specialist gear. You'll see it on the footer, luxuryspecialistgear.com. Now I'm going to bring my guest on today. And um, we have nice, pretty black backdrop for the background. I probably could switch over to my gold background for our upcoming, our guest that I'm bringing on camera right now. Chad Hedrick, how you doing, sir? I'm good, Michael. How are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. So, you know, with you being a former Olympic gold medalist, I believe in Italy, 2000, 2006, 
Yeah, 2006 and, and 2010 in Vancouver as well. Yeah. 2006 and 2010 gold medals. I probably should change the backdrop to gold there. You know, <laughs> it's it's just only fitting for you. Uh, so we have Chad, he's out of Houston. And, and I really want to talk to you about um, mindset. But before we do that, tell everybody quickly about your journey. Former Olympian, speed skater, um, won tons of medals, a uh, couple Olympic medals, not just a gold, you won silver, your most recent one, correct? Yeah, so uh, I grew up here in uh, just north of Houston. Uh, my family, believe it or not, our family business, uh, my parents owned a roller rink. And so uh, <laughs> I grew up there skating six to eight hours a day and I I got a knack for it on like conventional roller, roller skates. And then when we're about 14, uh, roller blades came out. You guys remember the mid nineties, everybody was skating on roller blades. And so we figured out real quick that, uh, you know, the conventional roller skates weren't as fast as the, the inline skates. And so we moved over to that and I did that for quite a while uh, and traveled across the world, uh, was the world champion from the age of 17 until I was 26. Wow. And believe it or not, uh, every time I looked at someone and I told them that I was the fastest inline speed skater in the world, they gave me a blank look. So they had no clue what I was doing. And I wanted to change that. I'd worked really, really hard to be the best in the world at what I did. And so in 2003, after watching the 2002 Olympics in Salt Lake City, I decided that I was going to stop inline speed skating and I was going to move to Salt Lake City and start my journey of Olympic gold, this time in ice speed skating. So um, it was a... Let me stop you right there. So you mentioned, you know, you're doing all these things. I, I, I believe you said since 17 to, to your 26, so eight or nine years of of being the best and nobody knew about you. Yeah. I mean, I would, I, you know, sacrifice so much, didn't go to homecoming, didn't go to prom, didn't do any of this stuff to be the best in the world at what I did. And then, you know, did it for quite a while. I traveled to 42 different countries. It was an incredible time from 17 to 26, uh, you know, made some money along the way, had some really good sponsors and it wasn't like, uh, I was doing it for free. That's for sure. Um, and made six figures by the first time at the first time when I was 19 years old and uh, just continued to do it. But I did it because I loved it and I did it year after year and was the best at it. But there was something about people not giving me the notoriety or the respect uh, that uh, that I desired by being the best. So I had to I had to pick it up and start all over again. Well, I have on the screen right now, best known beats best product. I had Elena Cardone, some of you know, 10X World. Elena, I, she's in our upcoming book, Secret to Top Luxury Agents. And she she mentioned specifically best known beats best product. So in this case, you were the best product, but you weren't the most known. And so fast forward a little bit, because again, this ties into real estate in 2024. And so we're going to get there, folks. But I uh, want to hear a little bit of the backdrop. So you made the, the transition. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about that and, and what kind of doors that opened up with the, yeah, well, the platform and the exposure you got. You can only imagine, you know, you go from being the best in the world at something to a new sport. It's a similar sport, but uh, 
there were obstacles, you know, new skates, uh, new coach, new city. Um, I've never really been in the snow before. I'm from Houston, Texas. So it was kind of kind of a strange transition. And you won so many races for 10 straight years going there and competing against the people that I was going to have to beat to qualify for the U.S. Olympic team. It was uh, it was a crazy time. And as you would imagine, I I wasn't the best at the beginning. It took time. And there were a lot of times I wanted to throw my hands up in the air. But I came home one day and looked myself in the mirror and said, I've, I've come this far. And guess what? I can either throw my hands in the air and go back as a loser or I can prevail and I can do exactly what it takes to win. And so um, when that time came, uh, six months after that, I actually qualified for our U.S. national team. And 17 months after that, I actually became world champion and um, was interviewed by people like Dan Jansen and Bonnie Blair, people that were our Olympic heroes growing mm -hmm. up. And so everything happened really quick. And then I was able to, to uh, qualify for our Olympic team in 2006. And what do you know, the, the race that was the first race of all events at the Olympics, I was the reigning world champion and I was able to bring gold home for our country in my first event in the Olympics. Wow. What a way to set the tone for the rest of the <laughs> Olympians. But uh, tell me, tell me about what, tell me about, I'm very patriotic. Tell me what that felt like as an American to hear the national anthem and, and see that flag. Yeah, I, I I wish everybody could experience it. I'm sure there's there's uh, war heroes and there's military heroes that can explain things like this as well. Uh, I have a lot of respect for them, of course, and I'm very patriotic myself. Um, I think the accomplishment itself holds nothing in in comparison to really going and walking into the opening ceremonies and knowing of all the people in America, you were chosen to represent the country and really um, the pride that's involved and, and what you've done to be able to make everybody at home really proud. Mm -hmm. um, that was a big moment for me. I, I still, I'm a little choked up saying that. No, um, don't be at all, man. This is this. I love it, man. This is, uh, this is what part of the reason I have you on here is is I, I love what you've done and and we're going to be talking about mindset of an athlete and how it transpires to the ups and downs of of being a, a licensed agent, right? The yeah. good, the bad, and the you know it's like stepping on Legos some days. You know it, it hurts, kicking, getting kicked in the shins. I say, yeah, um, ups and 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 downs. I got a nephew that just graduated college and he's selling. Uh, cars for Cadillac doing a nice job. And I reminded him like he just sold his first electric car, you know, doing well already and been, been doing it for about a month. And I told him, listen, man, don't, don't be spending your money. There's going to be some lean months. There's some months you're not going to sell any cars. So we'll get into that side of it, but getting back to the patriotism, getting back to the Olympics um, and, and, and you guys can read more about Chad and his story uh, you can Google him. Uh, there's a lot of great resources. I, I did some research, won a lot of medals throughout the years. But, <laughs> but I, I want to kind of fast forward uh, a little bit into real estate now, if, if you don't mind. So yeah. can, I like to talk about mindset, right? I'm a big believer. You know, Chad, I feel like people are always looking for 
that was easy. The easy button, right? Whether no. it be in in athlete and in, in athlete in athletics right you know uh whether it be cheating uh sign stealing uh you know the de deflate gate to steroids to to whatever people are looking for i call it the principle of slight edge right yeah. well in real estate it's, it's no different so you know people want that easy button but there is no such thing as the easy button as you know so i want to really focus on mindset here the mindset of an athlete how how you took the mindset from your athletic background by the way it's no different i played small division two football but i take what i learned as a state championship championship high school football player and a four-year college football player and i apply it to my life as well so some of you are watching this and you played pop warner football or high school sports but not college you can still take what you learn whether it be you were in band or theater or 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 some organized where you had a coach or you had to follow a script and you had to do it a certain way not your way look and how do you apply those principles to be successful as a as a husband as a wife as a father in yeah. this case as, as a real estate agent yeah Talk to me a little bit about that look everybody on this earth has their strength right so um i've been given a very competitive spirit a competitive spirit that's allowed me to to become you know the best in the world at two different sports um the competitive spirit to really understand that you have to go beyond the comfort level in order to succeed and so I, i'm a team leader here in houston as well and i call it the dirty work right you got to do what the other people aren't willing to do right and i i think your your business will shine and people uh, it just it reflects mm. your, your, that that work ethic shows that you're so different than everybody else and right now in this world it's so easy to be different it's so easy when people are wanting to you know uh, take pills that they're not supposed to to lose weight rather than working out or you know drive their car you know, a quarter mile down to the road to the park or whatever. It's just like that's that's ridiculous to me. Right. And so I've, I've been raised with a spirit that, hey, I have to if, if I want it, I've got to go get it. Nothing's free. And uh, I've been able to to utilize that in real estate. Now, I've been in the business for eight years now. We've got a team of 15 agents here. It's called the Gold to Sold Group. Um, you know, it, it wasn't easy from the beginning. I got into this business. Real estate found me. I didn't really find real estate. I went through an identity, identity crisis after sports. It's all I'd ever done. And I really didn't know where the next step in life was. And uh, a big top producer here, a mega producer here in my town, uh, pulled me to the side and said, you should come do this. You know, a lot of people. And that was eight years ago. And now um, I'm absolutely eaten up with this business and love it. Love that uh, it's all about people. Love that it's so competitive. And I love that, man, I'm not going to be second place. I'm going to do whatever it takes to beat the guy next to me. And because of that, my clients, they love me. They know I'll fight like hell for them. Yeah. And it's really been the driver in my business. Taking that competitiveness, right? So, you know, the winner mentality versus the loser mentality. The winner mentality says, all right, I'm going to learn from this. How do I get better? 
a loser mentality is here we go again, right? I, Tony Robbins says it's why the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And so, you, you know, I'm a football guy, as you know, and and uh, and so I love football and I love the principles you can learn from football. And I coach football. I coach my eighth grade son's football team. We brought in guest speakers every week, and and the parents were so thankful. It wasn't about X's and O's. That's what short-minded other people think it was much more on mindset and systems and you know we got a we got a comment already saying hey hello from houston we are freezing yeah. so so here we are in january 2024 it's cold out you know people don't want to go to the gym they don't want to go to the office you know they want to sit sit around and watch videos or watch tv and watch lifetime and and feel bad for themselves. So, <laughs> so how, how do you, what, what are, talk to me about some, some things that you recommend for your team members, you know, and again, uh, we have Olympic gold medals for those of you that are just tuning in Olympic gold medals, Chad Hedrick here. Thank you for joining us. And, uh, you know, you mentioned nothing is given to you. One of my favorite sayings, um, and it was literally at a football camp, my son got this t-shirt and he still wears it. It's an old T-shirt, but it says earned, not given. And like, I love that mantra, man. No one's going to give you everything, anything in life, right? So some people, you know, want to want to play the victim card or some people want to say, oh, you're privileged or you're this, that. And you might be, you might start out on second base or third base, but, but those are built in also excuses. What are you going to do to overcome that, right? So talk to me a little bit about some of the things specifically on mindset that, you know, in real estate, there were a lot of people that struggled last year, right? Because of less listings on the market, less transactions, which means less opportunities. And so for those listeners that are maybe struggling or maybe new to the industry, maybe they, they're off to 2024, off to a slow start or behind on some of their goals. You know, what are some of the concepts that you learned from your Olympic days that you can share or maybe that you have shared with your team as far as the grind, embracing the suck, the day-to-day -day stuff that, you know, today's TikTok world, people <laughs> are used to instant gratification and likes. So talk to me a little bit about the grind, the, the fundamentals, the X's and O's. Yeah. So when I started this business, I, you know, every agent thinks that Hey, the phone's just going to ring. I know a lot of people, right? I mean, that's that's really what everybody thinks. And that's not true. So uh, more than anything, um, discipline in your business is the most important thing. It's, it's waking up and doing the measurable activities that you're supposed to do in order to achieve the goals that you set for yourself. And every time that you skip those measurable activities on a daily basis, it's 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 you forfeiting an opportunity for success. So and measurable goals. So, so let's break it down. Uh, you know, measurable goals, you know, we new year's resolution. Some people had, had goals. They wanted to lose, you know, 12 pounds this year. Well, a measurable goal would be 12 pounds over a year. That would be a pound a month. Okay. A pound a month is going to require you burning more calories, watching what you're eating, maybe lifting more weights, maybe more cardio. So measurable goals would be, hey, if your goal is to do cardio th three days a week and lift twice a week, a measurable goal would be the, the, the 10,000 foot view would be, A, did you do it? But a little bit more micro would be, okay, what 
what is your specific workout that day, right? So that's a workout analogy, a measurable goal for home selling for agents or whether you sell Cadillacs or, or houses or cars or whatever it might be is what it, what's your annual goal and then break it down into either quarterly or monthly or maybe weekly and then then even further daily. So measurable goals. Is that what you mean by that, Chad? Something you can measure? Yeah. Daily, daily goals, daily goals, owning your schedule. You're never going to succeed in this business until you own your calendar. If you let things slide every morning, I know that I've got a 30 minute call with a coach in, in uh, Thailand of all places who's teaching me how to call FISBOs, expireds, and terminated listings. As soon as I get off that, I'm calling FISBOs, expireds, and terminated listings for one hour every day. When I get off that, I have another coach who comes on and we meet at 1030, uh, 1030 or 11, whatever it is. Um, and my whole team's on there. And we're worried about measurable activities. We're talking about script. We're doing scripting. We're understanding how to respond when people say, how's the market? We're understanding how to promote referral business. We're understanding how to engage with people in a way that is, that is uh, comforting, but also with, with a, 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 an opportunity to inform them that you are an advisor, not a glorified locksmith. A glorified locksmith, uh, an Uber driver. So, so let's back up to, so you have, uh, let me ask you on a scale of one to 10, 10 being, man, I can make calls and I, I'm not afraid of getting on the phone and it still comes natural to me. 10 being that's you, one being, no, man, I, 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 I don't like overcoming objections, but I, 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 I I'm scripting. I, I got to force myself to be there. What were you when you started with this coach and what are you today? Yeah, I, I was probably a two and now I'm an eight. I don't I don't think I really don't think there's any tens. I really don't. I think there's a human element to it that we have this feeling of rejection that we we get insecure about. Um, but that's what really is the uncomfortable spot that I'm referring to when I say you can succeed and you can be diligent daily to do this and your business will, will, you will be able to tell a significant difference in the health and the heartbeat of your business when you do this versus when you don't. And, you know, just so, so, so you, you were totally uncomfortable doing this. You've gotten more comfortable because of practice, scripting, practice, confidence with, with that, stubbing your toes, falling on the ice, getting back up. You know, it was just probably like that early on, making a transition from rollerblading to skating, right? You, you know, we're so used as a society for instant satisfaction, instant improvement. You know, in the weight room, you can work, you can watch what you eat and you, your body might change for some people. Some people's body might not ever change. So it's frustrating. But what I hear you saying is measurable goals. One thing that you said is own your calendar, right? Instead of the calendar owning you. So own your calendar, block off time. Yeah. Okay. Mute your phone. You don't have to pick it up every time. Mute your phone, block your calendar, let your staff know they can help you out with that. And then you also talked about measurable goals. What are some, are you tracking your daily activities? So your one coach helps you 
was canceled and expired, calling homeowners that, that were listed before. They fired their agent. The contract expired. I'm sure you have to overcome a lot of objections there. You know, what makes you different? Or the last guy told me the same thing. Canceled and expired can be low-hanging fruit for those listeners looking to break into luxury. Of course, there are some objections you're going to have to overcome. How many homes have you sold like mine? You know, what's the highest priced home? What's your highest priced listing? And those are all things that we cover throughout some of our guests and our trainings. This isn't the appropriate time for it. But I do want you to go into your second coach. I, I interrupted you because I wanted to really focus on that. There are some golden nuggets there. Talk to me about your second coach, Chad, and what do they help you with? Yeah, so my sec my second coach, we have about 25 pages of, of topics um, that we work on for scripting. It's anywhere from, you know, reaching out to people to, to really promote um, getting a referral from them that you, you know, past client that you've already worked with to a sign call to, um, you know, how's the, the, the standard question? How's the market? Um, these are these are things that really differentiate you from other people. These are things that scream professional. They don't scream realtor. And once you, you were saying the best known versus the best, what was the uh, yeah, best known beats best product. That's, that's what uh, we had uh, Elena say one time, best known beats best product. So you could have the best website in the world as a real estate agent, but if nobody visits it, then you could go to some other website, but it gets tons of traffic, but you could pick holes in it and say, oh, it could be better or whatever, but they're getting visitors, right? It's 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 that local bakery that doesn't do any advertising everybody knows about versus the one that's a big box you know, franchise, but nobody goes to. Yeah, like, like it's funny. Today, I got a call from one of my agents, right? On our MLS, there's some very simple things that you can do to look at property archives, whatever, blah, blah, blah. She didn't know how to do it, but she's on her fifth deal for the month. She didn't know how to do that, but she's closing deals. And I said, you know what? I can teach you how to do that, but you're closing deals. I'd rather you be in this position, right? So with, with the measurable activities, there's, there's really a couple different ways I look at it. I've got expired, terminated listings. I've got, um, I've got for sale by owners, from nine to 10, nine to 11, somewhere in there, 11 to 12 with my whole team. We've got a group of about 75 people across North America. We go over all these scripting exercises. And the beauty of it all is if you take one day off, one day, you're rusty. The next day you get called on and they, they put you on blast. And guess what? If you've missed a day or two, it's very, very evident because some of the scripts are about current events that are going on, whether it be, hey, I want to list my home, but it's it's Christmas, right? How am I going to overcome the fact that people don't want to list their home for Christmas? That was one that we had a few weeks back, of course. But, you know, really being able to handle all these objections in a professional way and use the expertise and experience that you've had to be able to, to make these, these clients, these prospects comfortable working with you. And um, I also, this year, um, I really, um, I do sports analogies for everything. I think it's fitting because we've been talking about that a little bit, but, you know, 
when you have Usain Bolt in the Olympics and he's doing 100 and 200 meters, well, he's never going to go out there and train doing a mile. He's just never going to run a mile. All right. So I think often we try to get in these scenarios to try to be the best at everything when we really just have core strengths that we need to focus on. So really finding the three pillars of your business and not trying to expand. It's so there's so much stuff out there. You can just drive yourself crazy trying to be great at everything. But if you can focus, you know, like he did on the 100 meter and the 200 meter, well, maybe it's three things that you want to be the best at to be known for and to be able to build your business. That's the way to do it. And often like the first six years in the business, I don't know why I, I, I totally lost my train of thought. I mean, you know, I was a middle distance to long distance skater and that those were the distances. Those were the types of exercises that I did. But when I came to real estate, all I did was compare myself to everybody and try to be like everybody else and saying, thinking, oh, well, this guy does this. I've got to do that. Well, that girl's doing this. I got to do this. No, you got to focus on the things that are important to you and what you envision in your business. Great, great point. Great point. So focus on, you know, limit, you know, there's so many shiny objects out there in, in, in our business as real estate, you know, from lead gen to prospecting. But what I hear you saying is the fundamentals, the one gal that's on your team, she had five closings. It's like, hey, keep doing what you're doing. Like, don't worry about getting caught up in the mundane. I had a team member once that he'd go to all these classes and all these different things and but he didn't sell anything. He didn't make any money. It's like, you know, pick up the phone, do the things that you, you need to be doing, not what's, you know, the, the, the other aspects. So some, some really, um, some really great points. Uh, what, uh, if you were to leave us with one, I guess, big takeaway, you know, looking back uh, as we start 2024, maybe looking back last year, um, knowing what you know now eight years into the business for for yourself personally you know if if you were to go back to yourself as an agent as a new agent what would be one or two things that you wouldn't have done that you did and maybe one or two things that you would do then do now that you didn't do then uh one thing i wouldn't have done uh from the very beginning uh, i would never would have paid for leads never would have spent one dime on leads uh, what I would have done, though, is I would have spent money on building the brand of my business from the beginning. And I would have spent money on the perception, building the perception of my business. Oftentimes, we've got great agents that nobody knows, just like Elena was talking about. We got great agents that nobody knows. And we have horrible agents that everybody knows. Well, guess what? I know that I'm a good agent. I know that I'm I am very capable uh, of of handling a transaction and and guiding somebody through it. So the only thing for me is, hey, how am I going to change the perception? And in my case, it's with luxury real estate. Okay, so the first thing that I did, and I had a problem like the first six, seven years, I was never really in the luxury market. In fact, I worked with a lot of buyers for a long time and it was really frustrating. I, I, I enjoyed them, but it was very frustrating when I saw a lot of listing agents around me. 
last year, uh, I got a referral from Miami. It was a hip hop artist that had a $2 million home here in Houston, which is a significant sized property here in, in my area. There's not many homes over three or 4 million. And um, so I took this property and I gave it my absolute best and did the, the best that I could do. And what I did is I leveraged that one piece of business and I went all out with marketing. I actually hired a marketing director for my team. And just about a year ago, I sold this home for uh, $2 million on day one in a community that was my dream community that I wanted to work in. I took my marketing director. We went above and beyond to change the perception of my business and leverage that one piece of business into becoming the man for a 212 home community that ranged from 1.5 to four and a half million. Today, at this at this moment, um, in, in December, I did $7 million in sales with that community alone. Oh. And I, I currently have three listings for about five and a half million. That's amazing. Um, would you mind sharing? Uh, was it direct mail? Was it social media? Was it you know, print, yeah. digital events? Yeah. So, uh, Michael, I don't know if you have a way to share these these tools with people. I'd be more than happy to, to email um, what I do. It's basically a custom magazine and it's not cheap. So what I do is um, I take the whole community. I leverage the sale that I made and I, I, I make sure that they know how long it took me to sell it, what we did to get rid of it and you know, how we marketed it and you know the five step gold to sold process you've got to brand yourself you got to tell people what you're going to do when you leave their house they have to know exactly what to expect and that you're going to earn your commission and if there's any any doubt as to what they think you're going to do then you just look like an overpaid real estate professional because let's just face it, everybody thinks 3% is a lot of money. They don't, they don't see behind the curtain, right? Mm -hmm. I'm more than happy to share with you guys. I, I put a six page magazine together. I spend about $4 per magazine and every month I highlight one of my, one of my properties and I went beyond that. You know, we had the, the, 200 ish uh, homes in that community. Uh, but then I went and because this was a market that I wanted to work in, I took every home that was a, had an assessed value from one to 4 million within a 20 mile radius of that neighborhood. And now that is who I'm marketing these listings to. And what it's turned out to help me with is I'm expanding my territory because, hey, they may be interested in my home and that community when they bring their interest to the community and want to buy a home and it's probably my listing guess what they have a house to sell and that house is between one and four million so slowly i've been building the, and extending this radius by spending four dollars times 500 homes. So I've been spending anywhere with printing and everything, probably $2,000 to $2,500 a month. And you know what? 
And the last two, three months, it's it's built a potential $12 million in business. Well, you brought up a great point. And it's a question that I ask audience members when I speak. And it's what is a sale worth to you? So, you know, for you personally, in these, even if you just said on the low side, a million dollars, that each of these properties, the average sale price is a million dollars. That would be on the low side, right? Yeah. Okay, but let's just, for the sake of this this example, what is a sale worth to you? So you just told me, you know, you're spending two to $2,500 a month to hit, how many homes approximately? Uh, four or 500. Let's just say 500 and you're spending 2,500 a month. 2,500 times 12 months in a year, you're looking at $30,000. If there's 500 homes, you need to know what the churn rate is for those of you that are listening. What's the churn rate? What percent of homes turn over in this area? For every 100 homes, maybe two sell. Okay, well, and that might be really low, but let's just go with that. So out of every 100, two sell, well, we're talking about 500, so we're looking at 10 sales. You know, if you could, if you could, out of those 10 sales a year, if you can corner three out of 10, well, three, and we're using million dollars as a baseline, even though it's probably much higher. If you sell three million dollar plus homes a year, you know, you're looking at 75 to 80 grand in commissions on the low end, and it's costing you a $30,000 investment. But the reality is, what would you say the average is out of these 500 homes? Average. Uh, sale price if you were to uh, uh 1.7 something okay, like that so let's just say 1.5 million so okay. 1.5 you're probably looking at you know 35 to 40,000 times three so probably 125,000 and he's spending 25 to 30,000 in marketing so that's a four to one ROI just based on this now what I haven't factored in is yeah they buy his what if he he, he lists and sells some of those I haven't factored that in yeah I also haven't factored into his people that don't know him, like him, or trust him yet. But when he does his marketing materials, not just to those homes, but on his Facebook or other people's, you know, uh, in, in, the, in the neighborhood drive by, they see the sign. Now he's going to capture a certain percent of them. He's building his database. And, and so uh, I'm not even, even beyond that. Yes, even beyond that. They have people within their network that may be looking to buy or sell. They don't even have to have an experience with you. If your marketing is top notch and you show that you're producing and you're going above and beyond there, people want to brag about something. And talk often, about the circle of trust. Yeah, so if right. you penetrate somebody's circle of trust with those high net worth individuals and you do a great job, you do what you say you're going to do, you will earn referral opportunities in that community or outside that community. So my point being, a lot of people might have got scared away when they say, wow, this guy's spending a lot of money. And it took some time to get there. And we're not asking you to do it overnight. This episode isn't about, you know, free things. You know, the mindset is free. It took Chad a while to get their mindset wise. Okay. But now fast forward a little bit. He's talking about picking an area. We're talking about farming here, folks. Twenty five hundred a month times twelve months in a year. He's spending twenty five to thirty thousand dollars for these five hundred people, and he knows what an average sale is, 
is worth to him, and he's willing to invest cheerfully more than his competitors. I think that's a great place. Hey, hey it it doesn't have to be twenty five hundred a month. If you're if you you have to figure out what your ideal business looks like, right? What 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 area do you want to do? You want to be able to walk to your listings from your house and your neighborhood, or do you want to be a luxury agent with multiple neighborhoods? Do you want to specialize in working with teachers? Do you, what, what do you want to do? You know, and that's what you have to nail down. And for my case, it's been, I'm all in on one neighborhood that I think is the best neighborhood in my town. Love it. That's a great place to end uh, on this show. Some, some great nuggets from mindset. We've covered a lot of things, measuring your daily goals. Are you tracking your activities? owning your calendar. We have Olympic gold medalist, Chad Hedrick out of Houston. Thank you for your time today. I really appreciate you. Right. And where can, you mentioned earlier, what's uh, what's the website they can find out uh, more information about you and your team, Gold to Sold? Oh, yeah, goldtosold.com, G-O-L-D-T-O-S-O-L-D.com. And then also I will send uh, that uh, collateral uh, that we use. It'll be just just be an example of a previous listing that we've sent out. And I'll tell you guys, the perception of your business means way more than, you know, from gold to sold, gold to sold dot com, gold to sold dot com. Shoot me an email, Michael at marketing luxury group dot com, Michael at marketing luxury group. And in the subject line, type in gold to sold. And we will share with you what Chad is going to be sending us again until next time. My name is Michael Lafito. Keep raising the bar in the industry. And like I tell people all the time, prove, prove others wrong. Gold to sold. You see it right there on the screen. Gold to sold.com. Prove others wrong. What you focus on expands. What you focus on expands. Focus on positive. Focus on uh, even Sly Stallone talked about yesterday. He, he, he's, a, he's in the uplifting builder, building others up business. So what you focus on expands. My name is Michael Lafito. Make it a great day. 